Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's that time of the week, friends. The, the Weekly, weekly Roundup. Roundup. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you guys are here. Uh, we have a special report for you today. Ooh. Dogecoin is going to the moon. It's going to the moon. To the moon. Literally going to the moon. The price is going to rise exponentially is what you're saying. No. I mean, it might, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Dogecoin is being used to fund an actual moon lunar mission. What? Yeah. Wait, you're saying Dogecoin is going to be funding a moon mission? Yeah. It's called... To the moon. Yeah. It's called Doge One. It's going to be put onto a spaceship called Falcon 9, which is a SpaceX ship. So Elon's behind it, of course, with the support of a few other companies. Uh, and yeah, they're going to send this rocket 250,000 miles. Uh, was it million? I think it might be million. No, because a uh, million, I believe. Oh, 250,000. The yeah. sun is like 94 million miles yeah, away. Yeah, so it's 250,000. So quarter of a million. Quarter miles. of a million, yeah. To get some data, orbit the moon. I mean, that's oh, you know, crazy. just, just you know, to swing around the block. Just to right? swing around the block. Yeah. And then, um, of course, there's some blockchain experts that have designed their system within this mission to help track data, learn about, you know, the the lunar ex exploration stuff. I don't know. I they, mean, when was the last time we actually went to the moon, though? This is pretty big. This is like a huge... I feel like this of, is huge, especially since it's sponsored by crypto. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, you're, you're not going to be able to ignore crypto at this point. Like, no, because if you think about like Bezos and what, you know, they just, the blue origin just did with captain James T Kirk, you know, like they brought up a celebrity and of course that's going to hit the news cycle. Huge news. I mean, regardless yeah. of how you feel about Jeff Bezos, it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment to be able to send a rocket into space and bring it back safely. Absolutely. Especially with a, a, a national treasure, you know, <laughs> actually he's Canadian, but anyway, Still, still a treasure, still a treasure, Canadian treasure. Yeah. Um, which is not worth as it's much, not worth but, as much. It's but it's close. 99 cents. The point is, is like it, this is like a moon mission is, is huge. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, it's already in the media so much. Dogecoin specifically is a huge meme hype, hype currency. It's, it's getting the word out there, even if it's not the, the best one that we'd recommend. It's, it's getting the word out there. It's getting more popular, but it's going to be, you're not gonna be able to ignore it at this point because no. the news cycle is going to take over. Because it's a space mission, anytime there's space involved, you know, it's the final frontier. So they've they've gotta put their their eyes on it and, and show all of the aspects of it. And I'm sure they're gonna have to have some segment on cryptocurrency. They're not gonna be able to not do that. You would think so. That's cool. It is pretty cool. So and it it's not too far away either. It's gonna be early next year. So in a few Wait, months. What? Yeah. In a few months, they're going to launch this mission, gather some data, some lunar data, and send it back using blockchain technology so, for research. So Elon is is literally and figuratively going to send Dogecoin to the moon. Yep. Which I mean is pretty. I mean that's meta. Him. Yeah. I mean, not like not like Facebook no. meta, but like real meta. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's in, it's wow. insane. I'm, I'm blown away. That's really cool. Every week, I feel like there's something crazier going on with crypto. But it's still early. I mean, if, if it's happening next year, then you got some time to, you know, Maybe tell, tell all your friends that you bought into Dogecoin. <laughs> that you finally bought in and you were <laughs> trashing it for all these years. Yeah. I mean, it, it does add some uh, validity to the currency for sure. Wow. That's so cool. Um, next up, we have Apple. Um, 
recently Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, was interviewed asking about if they're going to start integrating crypto. Are they looking at NFTs into their platform, maybe even using it for Apple Pay? And uh, he played the cards pretty close to the chest. He just said it's something that they're looking at. He didn't sure. confirm for sure that Apple was going to use crypto or try to develop their own or anything like that. But he's definitely interested in it and it's something that they're looking at. Well, they're what? They're like a $2.5 trillion company. Yeah, they're like almost $2.5 trillion. So twice the value of Bitcoin at this point. Yeah. And they've been around forever, of course. But I mean, that's the fact that they're mentioning it I think is they're the they're the largest too. company. I mean, everybody knows Apple. Yeah. So they don't even have to a really advertise. People want their phones. No, yeah, it's like <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So okay, so he's saying no, but yes. No, but I mean, it would make. How sense. would they not? I mean, especially with Apple Pay, like crypto makes perfect sense for that. At it, some point, it makes not perfect sense moment. for that. But I think the real use case for it would be their streaming service podcasts, Apple Music. Oh, Apple Music. Sure, sure. Because, I mean, worldwide last year, over almost 900 billion streams. 900 billion streams on Apple? No, not on Apple, just in total. Oh. Apple oh. probably accounted for a large sum of that. Wait, so you're saying total streams is close to a trillion Close to year? a trillion per year, yeah. So okay. there's a lot of money to be made there, but I feel like with cryptocurrency, if they could utilize sort of like an NFT marketplace, they could help celebrities or music producers get their music out in a better way. Well, they could help anybody, really. Yeah. I mean, nobody's making money on the streaming services. That's like, everyone knows that. Like even T-Swift, you know, she had... Uh, she had a big thing with Spotify where she was like, she took her music off and then she realized that everybody was listening to Spotify. So she put it back on. I get it. But like, that's T-Swift. So like, if you're, you know, Dave from my high school, hey Dave, what's up? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be able to get your podcast. You're not going to be able to make any money. I mean, what what is the, how much are you possibly making per stream? I mean, it's, it's less than a penny. That That's what I've heard. Less than a penny. Um, and a majority of Spotify music contributors are, are, are not making that much money. It's less than 0.1% are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year on Spotify. 0.1% are making over a hundred. 0.1% are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Which I mean, if we're being honest, is not that great. No. It's good. I mean, if you're like Spotify. a huge uh, A-list yeah. music producer like Taylor Swift. Well, and I'm sure that's included in that 0.1%. Yeah, that's included. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, she, I think she only made what, like 400,000 just off Spotify, which to her, I mean, is not that much for her contributions. No, no. She makes more, uh, you know, I mean, the ticket is 400,000 to see Taylor Swift Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And get two minutes behind the scenes. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. Just meet her, give her a hug, get, get a, a bottle of Fiji. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, 400 grand. Yeah, but sure. I mean, that's not how it used to be. Radios were paying uh, 30 cents a listen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was 30 cents per minute. Oh, 30 cents a minute. So that's a yeah. dollar a song. So they're paying a dollar a song yeah. on the radio, which is the standard. And now they're paying point. Paying point one cents. Per, per stream. Yeah. So you would have to have, I think it's like 750 streams in order to make a dollar. Yeah, that's insane. You know. So these artists aren't aren't 
having to use these streaming platforms. They're not making as much money as they used to be. And I mean, nobody's buying CDs anymore. So where are they making their revenue off of streaming platforms, but also concerts, concerts. sales of merchandise, merchandise, shirts, shirts, but with crypto, they could be making a ton more because they could actually turn their album into an NFT. How does that work? So they could they could basically say, I want to release 100,000 copies of my album and I want to pair it with an NFT. So there's like a unique serial number code that's verifiable on a, on a global blockchain ledger. Sure. And they could sell it in an NFT marketplace. And then if you, let's say you bought Taylor Swift's new album for $10, and which you, is a steal, by which the way. Which would be a steal, right? Yeah. Um, now she's making more money because she has more control of her content. Right. So if she sells 100,000 albums at $10 a piece, right? Yeah. She's made a million dollars. Right. Well, she hasn't made a million dollars. No, but, but, but she's making significantly more than one penny per song. Well, and a lot, of these, a lot of these recording artists and stuff is like, especially if you're new to recording, like, like you're a new artist and you sign with a label and it's like super exciting, you basically sign your life away. Like you're, you're not making much money no. off of that. And especially if you've got all your, you know, your manager and your, all, all these, you know, distribution and all this stuff, like by the end of the, the check at the end of the rainbow is not very good. So if you are the artist and you own your work and you've written the songs and all that kind of stuff, an NFT makes perfect sense that you would actually get to retain that intellectual property a little bit more and monetize it. Absolutely. Well, and then I think it would give fans incentive to want to buy that right. digital copy that they could claim ownership to because now they have a verifiable way. If you know they want to prove to somebody that they have it, be like, hey, I got this. I'm one of 100,000. Or if they just want to sell it to someone right. else, they can verify that this is authentic yeah. and maybe sell it for more. It could appreciate in value. What was like that? Uh, what was that? That Wu-Tang album, that Screlly, Martin, Martin Screlly. Remember that guy, the uh, pharma bro? He's like a total douchebag, but he was like, okay. he got arrested, but he bought, he bought this. It was a single uh, Wu-Tang album that was like locked away in a vault forever. And so he bought it so that nobody else could have it. And it was just like this, like kind of the precursor to the NFT craze, I would say. And there was a digital version? No, it was a, it was a physical copy, oh. I, I believe. But ultimately they made him return it and he's in prison now. But Oh, yikes. Yeah, like he was he was a bad dude, but okay. he was also a, like just a squirrely, you know, that kind of If you if you Google Martin Screlly, you'll go, "Yeah, that's Martin Screlly." <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, anyway, um that I mean that's really cool that but my question is, would why would Apple want to do that when they're making so much more if they're making billions of dollars on subscriptions and they're paying out millions of dollars in streams. I mean, what's their incentive? I think their incentive is to maintain their dominance in the market. Once, once these artists realize that they can claim ownership through, um, a digital representation or NFT of sorts, then they're going to be able to, to kind of bypass these streaming services in a way uh, and make more money without having to to need Spotify or Pandora. So if, if Apple could capitalize on that and come up with their own NFT marketplace or be like, hey, you know what? We'll help you design it. We'll help you market it. Um, and then we'll just take a cut. But then they that that adds some integrity to what they're trying to do. Sure. Right? As they're That's saying, we say. support artists. Yeah. Right. It's like even the little guy, the guy who's going, eh, my podcast, you know, Dave, right? How you doing, Dave? <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to see you again. 
I missed you. But like Dave in his podcast, like yeah. he actually, if he, if he did it right, monetizing it, the intellectual property a little bit better with an NFT versus just going, well, YouTube's going to pay me as soon as I get enough likes or as soon as I get a thousand subscribers or, yeah. and 50 million views or whatever, yeah. which is not going to happen. Dave, I'm specifically <laughs> talking to you, Dave. I'm sorry, bro. We got to be honest. We're a grown ass people now. Nice. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Dave. I apologize. I think he, I think <sighs> we just lost a subscriber. <laughs> the one that we the have? The one that we have. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think that's interesting. I'm sure, I mean, it, it makes sense with the evolution of technology. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of these other streaming platforms are going to try to jump on board so that they don't miss out. Well, and if they're the first to market, if Apple's like, we're ahead of the curve, we're adopting blockchain mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they've always been the cool company. Yeah. Well, so they've, prov- they got to continue to be the cool company, they've right? They've proven themselves by being a two and a half trillion dollar company. Now, Truth. Which is insane. Right. And, it, and they're so good at packaging. I'm sure they could package this well. Oh, so good at trying Guaranteed. Apple. Apple, make this happen. That's right. Um, Next we got, uh, we just kind of want to talk about demographics. I think it's kind of an interesting thing. I love demos. Um, so through Forbes doing a little research, um, men ages 18 to 29, 43% of them have used or have invested in cryptocurrency. So millennials, Gen Z are into it, are into it, but more so men at this time. Sure. Why, why is that? I mean, that's a really good question. Um, it tends to be the case that in the financial sector, it, it there are more men that are investing. Just in general, when you're talking about the financial sector, you know, there's just, there's not as many women in the C-suite, which is a problem. It is. But how do you, how can you mentor younger women if you don't have women as the example? Exactly. I mean, that's one of the main barriers in a lot of organizational structures is if you don't have a mentor, you're not going to see that you can overcome the barriers that are there to reach that level. But also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the like the socioeconomic status of crypto specifically, isn't that like kind of non-existent, like, like poor people, rich people, everybody's investing in it equally. Yeah, no. And they, they did a, they did a survey on that. Um, Some research is showing that the crypto market in terms of the very rich and the, the, the poor are, are pretty much neck and neck in terms of investing, which is really cool. Percentages. Percentage wise. Yeah. yeah. It's just a slight, but not, sti- not but sti- financially, but. but statistically insignificant percentage of, of people investing. But that's what, that's the point of crypto is that we're yeah. saying, Hey, it doesn't matter how much you make, you can still put a percentage of your, of your net worth into crypto and build generational wealth. Right. Because you don't, I mean, it's, if you do a little bit of research is the ease of access is, is there because everybody has a phone. Everyone has a phone. Everyone can have access to the internet. If you go to a library or whatever, you just need Wi-Fi. go to a coffee shop. Um, and you don't have to buy a full share. Right. I think that's the big part too. No. Yeah. I th- a lot of people are concerned about that and they're like, well, I don't have $64,000 to spend on 61,000, 60,000. I don't have that to spend on a Bitcoin, but you can buy a hundred millionth of one. You could. So 10 bucks will go a long way. That's true. And that will appreciate in value as the price of Bitcoin goes up. Yeah. And I mean, if you compare it to stock investors, 30%, I found this, uh, 30% of of individuals making 20,000 or less 
are investing in stocks versus those making 250,000 or more over 90% of them are investing. Mm. Well, cause they have excess money. That's what it is. is right. they, they don't know where to put their money. Well, and they probably have a financial advisor. They have access to all these other resources right. that get right. them invested. Um, whereas crypto, you, you have a lot more access with, and, le- with less resources. And you, and you don't have to have as much up front to get right. started, right? right? To see the return on your investment. Mm-hmm. You can have as little as $10. With stocks, you got to be able to buy a whole share of a stock. Now that's not true. You can't actually buy percentages of shares. They are starting to do that Which now. Is good. I think Schwab is, is doing it now. Robinhood is too. Oh, are they? Okay. Yep, so, so there's that access. But ultimately, I think, I don't know. I think I would argue crypto started that because, you know, it's 13 years in. I don't remember the percentages of shares back 13 years ago. No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the good thing is, is it, it's a cultural equalizer. Uh, and it's also, it's getting more demographics that nor- normally aren't involved in investing involved, which I think is important. And we're seeing those numbers go up every year. And it's it's letting the little guy come to the table, right? Like ultimately anyone can have that rags to riches story. Like um, I know for a fact we're going to have a crypto millionaires conference in Vegas at some point. And there's going to be a lot of people there. Well, yeah. And I was watching a, an interview with uh, one of the Winklevosses and they said, if you if you own one Bitcoin, you will be a millionaire. That's cool. Because there's 46 million millionaires in the world and there's only 21 million Bitcoin. So that was his logic is that at some point when this market continues to go up, one Bitcoin will be worth a million. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not out of the question. Not out of the question. Not a crazy estimate, although it sounds crazy. It does sound kind of crazy. It does sound crazy, but. Especially since a guy bought two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin. (laughs) Yeah. But it's so limited. Right. That and and scarce that eventually it'll it'll have to be worth that much when when more people are invested in it. But yeah, that's what we got for you in the roundup today. We appreciate you checking in. Yeah. All right. So let's get into these charts. Okay, so let's take a look at Bitcoin. So we had another all-time high. We have this bullish flag formation. We have our resistance at about 65. That was broken out. And we hit a new all-time high at 68,000, about 68,500. Then, of course, when we hit an all-time high, it comes and it pulls back to about 62. Now, I know people were freaking out because it dropped $6,000 in a matter of days. But when we're this high, $6,000 is less than 10%. It seems like a lot of money, but it isn't in the scheme of things. And we touched the previous resistance at about 62.5. We've tested it twice. Now we can go up again. We're still bullish. And we've got 70,000 in our sights, followed by 80,000, 90,000. We could hit 100,000 before the end of the year. That is a realistic expectation. So let's just go back to 2017 to show you what I'm talking about. Okay, here we are, 2017, right? We've got second week in November, all right? So we're at 7,600. We pull back to about 5,900, and then it's off to the races starting November 13th. From November 26th, our low was 7,870, and by December 17th, our high 
19,666. So it grew a lot within a month. That can happen again. People are starting to adopt Bitcoin. That means that the price will go up as well as the altcoins. When Bitcoin goes up, everything else goes up. It's looking pretty good. Let's do our dollar cost averaging. My first choice is Verge, XVG. We are at about 3.4 cents right now. You can see there's been a little spike, a little spike in volume as well. So this could take off. Last time it took off, we hit just over 30 cents. So that's a pretty good return on investment. Next, we've got Lisk. Same thing. It's ready to take off, similar to the last time back in 2017. We could hit 40 plus dollars with Lisk. And lastly, we've got Uniswap. Uniswap is a ERC20 token. It is an exchange. It is the number one exchange. And that has a lot of room to grow. I think we're ready to pump on Uniswap. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not financial advisors. All content is for educational purposes only. Do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. And check us out on YouTube at the space Bit Bros, period. And Spotify. Oh, yeah. And Spotify, too. <laughs>